This episode of World Changing Ideas is brought to you by Verizon, the network America relies on. I'm Talib Vizram, and you're listening to World Changing Ideas, where we investigate how leading innovators are solving our most challenging issues. This season, we'll be looking exclusively at climate change and what's being done to try and save the world. Last year, I talked with Maisie Hughes from American Forests about tree equity. And since it seemed like a good follow-up to our episode on reforestation last week, we're going to share some highlights from that interview with you. You've said in the past that all people deserve daily access to nature, which I think is something that everyone can get on board with. Kind of an obvious question, but what are the benefits of trees and nature in everyday life, especially when we're talking about global warming and, and extreme heat becoming a, a more of a thing? A lot of people often talk about the benefits of trees as a laundry list of scientific things that trees provide. I think what we, we are learning now is that more than just science, more than better air quality, more than like helping to cool, you know, the city, more than trees being a place-based asset, meaning where you place them is where they provide the benefits, right? So they provide shade where you place them. Uh, and that's critically important because if you don't place them where people of color are, then they don't get those benefits, right? So the science also is starting to really understand that it's more than just, you know, air quality benefits or cooling benefits for cities, but it's also like health benefits, right? It is also mental health benefits. The science has shown that trees help to improve how you feel about yourself and where you are. It helps to calm your mind. It really helps with stress release. Uh, I am drawn to trees because they make places beautiful as far as I'm concerned. But as a collection in the city, they really are one of the best technologies for adapting for climate change. So when we talk about tree equity, what does that mean? And how can landscape architecture kind of help improve the socioeconomic status of a region's inhabitants? I really want to just take a moment to pause and say that tree equity is a bold idea for American forest. It's the idea that we have to move beyond just citing that certain communities have access to trees and other communities do not. The idea behind tree equity is what are the tools that cities need to solve the problem and dig deeper than just the same old rhetoric, right? And so at American Forest, we look at a lot of things for tree equity. We look at where the children are. We look at where the seniors are. We look at where um, the people of color are. We look at where the urban heat islands are. And we create a strategy for planting trees where they are needed the most. And we do that with our tree equity score. Just to give our listeners um, some real stats, and, and you know maybe these are a couple of, of months old, but your majority people of color neighborhoods get 33% less tree canopy than majority white, uh, and wealthier neighborhoods get 65% more. Macy, feel free to correct me if those are kind of outdated stats, but really kind of um, opens your eyes to how big the disparities are. 
yeah, it's it's a really interesting and dynamic problem. It's not even that, but it's also rooted in cultural narratives. You know, one of the narratives, for example, is this idea that, you know, nature is something that is reserved for the wealthy. And I think part of tree equity is like rethinking our assumptions around how we design, right? Because the science has proven that, you know, neighborhoods that have a greater tree canopy covered, in fact, have lower crime, right? And that science has proven that people who are the most stressed need the trees the most, right? And so it's a complicated and dynamic problem, but all urban design issues are. And I think what's great about it is that it makes us have to rise to the occasion to think differently about how we design, but also think differently about our own assumptions. Absolutely. You mentioned that you're kind of involved with with strategy then in, in terms of planting trees and, and deciding where to plant trees. Are you, are you working with different municipalities around the country to implement those strategies? We absolutely are. Right now, my team is just coming off of a a wonderful national learning lab where we worked with 12 cities. We went over tree equity, their individual issues, helped them to bring to the front plans around how they can make their cities more equitable, share lessons learned uh, in designing cities for climate change and other issues. And we're going to continue that process throughout the year as well with those cities. And we're hoping to bring more cities on board. We want to be in most of American cities as quickly as possible. By 2030, we want to be in 100 cities, working with them on the ground to bring about tree equity in a real and meaningful way. So planting and maintaining trees, uh, I assume, is is a route to, to job creation too. Can you kind of delve into that a little bit? We talked a little bit about where you plant trees, being where they give you the biggest benefits. And one of the great things about trees is that they create local jobs. When you plant a tree in an urban area, you have to maintain it in that area. And so our idea, a big idea around career pathways is to help people who need jobs the most be able to care for trees in their own communities by becoming urban foresters and to help those businesses that really need more urban forestry practitioners because there is a labor shortage in the field to get those jobs by giving them to people who need them the most and helping them with wraparound services so they thrive in those new careers. And so that helps to diversify the field, it helps to employ people, and it helps to take care of the trees. This episode of World Changing Ideas is brought to you by Verizon, the network you can rely on for your phone and for your home internet. Find the plan that's right for you at verizon.com. Now, um, if the solution is to plant more trees, what are the best ways that people can go about that on, on a wider wider level? I mean, we have kind of companies now claiming to plant a tree in return for a transaction. I, I'm sure you saw there was an Instagram trend where people were posting pictures with their pets to have a tree planted in exchange, but it turns out that was debunked. Um, <laughs> What, what's, what are kind of some ways that people can go about this? Yeah, I definitely think that it was a great idea. I think the issue there was they didn't have enough funding to to plant all of the trees that people wanted uh, planted. It's easier to it's easier to post than it is to actually get out the shovel and plant. So for the average person, planting a tree with a real shovel, like getting out there, going to the store, purchasing it, 
digging a hole and planting it is a really great first step, right? Um, it's a very tactile experience. It's really quite lovely. You can learn how to, to do that on our Vibrant Cities Lab. But that's just the first step, right? If we're thinking about an urban forest as a dynamic place, right, you have to plant new trees, of course, but you have to take care of your, your older trees, right? You have to take care of the trees that are middle-aged as well, because as older trees decline, you want to make sure that those younger trees and those middle-aged trees also get to maturity. So it's a dynamic process. Tree planting is sexy, especially if you're on social media and you want to get people really happy and to feel really valued and an instant. Tree planting is the thing you, you, you want to do. And a lot of people also want to come out to our tree plantings to experience that and get their hands dirty. But the hard part is to make sure that that tree that you planted lives, right? And so we at American Forest want to make sure that that also happens. We don't want you to spend your time uh, planting a tree that doesn't survive, right? And so adaptation to climate change is a, is a challenging thing to do. We're finding that as cities get hotter or even as places get hotter, the trees are not adapted to survive in those places anymore. So we have to have research, right, so that we can create climate-resistant and disease-resistant varieties of trees so that when you plant them, they can actually thrive in this new environment. Um, And we also have to have tree protection ordinances that um, help to make sure that during the development process, we can protect the trees that we have. Because no matter how fast we plant trees, developers are the people who plant the most trees, and they are also the people who remove the most trees. And so we have to make sure that they're thinking in a sustainable way about how they help to define what our cities in the future of our cities look like. Tree planting is sexy is certainly a new way of, of looking at things. I think I know what our soundbite from this show is going to be. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's super sexy. Um. Can you give us a kind of overview of what some of your corporate partnerships look like? So corporate partners are getting much more interested in urban forestry. And I think part of that has to do with corporations having their headquarters in cities and having employees who want to contribute to the communities in which they work. And we're finding that corporations like Microsoft or Salesforce or Tazo are really investing in tree equity in a big way. These partnerships are really interesting and dynamic and tailored for each corporation. Uh, Tazo T, for example, is helping us by modifying our workforce program to include the Tazo Tree Corps. And earlier this year, we have hired people in three cities and we want to expand to other cities over the course of next year as well. And the Tazo Tree Corps is that workforce program I told you about where we're helping low-income people of color diversify the urban forestry field and employing them in urban forestry in their own communities, giving them the trainings, the skills, and the wraparound services they need in order to be successful in these careers. And we're doing this in in partnership with Davy Tree, one of the oldest tree care companies in the country. Great. And, And Macy, any other future projects that you can share with us? Oh, you know how jazzed I am about the tree equity score. Yeah. And what's really lovely is it's like the first tool that is really actionable for everybody. If you're an individual, if you're an urban forestry nonprofit, if you are a city official, you can really use the score to drive where you should be planting trees. But our tech geniuses are looking at now adding a whole AI dimension to the score. 
And so we're going to be doing some really uh, great enhancements there. And we're also going to be looking at how we can tell better stories. So we're going to start doing story mapping, overlaying that so that people can really understand what's going on with tree equity. And we're in the process of hiring some really wonderful people to help us with that as well. That's all for our show today. If you're a new listener, be sure to subscribe to World Changing Ideas wherever you find your podcasts. If you like this episode, leave us a rating and review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Today's episode was produced by Avery Miles. Fast Company podcasts are produced by Avery Miles and Blake Odom. Editing and sound design by Nicholas Torres. Executive producer is Joshua Christensen. Editorial oversight from Deputy Editor Kate Davis and Senior VP of Entertainment, Scott Meebus.